Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the first spring podcast, Stories from the Sira. My name is Bano Murtaza and I am honored to be taking this journey into the life and times of the Prophet wasallam with you. We're going to do a couple of things on each one of our journeys together. We'll begin with me telling you just one story from the life and times of the Prophet wasallam, And then, at the end, we'll take some time out to talk about some of the details that might need a little bit more explanation from the story. We begin with Imam al-Haddad's dua of intention. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nawaitu ta'alluma wa ta'lim wa tadhakkara wa tadhkir wa nafa'a wa lintifa'a wa lifada wa istifada wa al-hatha 'ala tamassuka bi kitabillahi bi sunnati rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa du'a 'ala al-huda wa dalala 'ala al-khair ibtigha'a wa chillaa wa murdatihi wa qurbihi wa thawabihi subhanahu wa ta'ala. In today's journey, we're going to look at the Prophet ﷺ's journey north and we're going to meet the only companion of the Prophet ﷺ that is still alive today. When the Prophet ﷺ was eight years old, his grandfather Sayyidina Abdul Muttalib passed away. But before he passed, he handed the care of the Prophet ﷺ over to his uncle Sayyidina Abu Talib, telling him about the warnings that he had been given to keep the Prophet ﷺ protected and well looked after. Sayyidina Abu Talib, may Allah be pleased with him, had four sons in total, two of whom were not even born when the Prophet ﷺ went to live with him. Compared to his brothers, Sayyidina Abu Talib didn't have a lot of wealth, but he had a great character. And he was somebody who loved the Prophet ﷺ. His wife, she loved the Prophet ﷺ even more than she loved her own children. And the Prophet ﷺ would say about her that never did she make something except that she gave me the best of it. Sayyidina Abu Talib, may Allah be pleased with him, began to notice the blessings that the Prophet ﷺ brought into his home very, very quickly. Whenever food was made in the house, he would not allow anybody to eat it until the Prophet ﷺ had first come and taken a little bit of the food. And Sayyidina Abu Talib would say that when the food was not enough for even one member of the family, if the Prophet ﷺ ate from it, that same food would fill all of us up and there would even be food left over for the next day. The Prophet ﷺ and Sayyidina Abu Talib loved one another deeply. And Sayyidina Abu Talib tried his very best never to say no to the Prophet ﷺ. When the Prophet ﷺ was 12 years old, Sayyidina Abu Talib had to travel to the Levant for business. The Levant is the place that today we call Palestine, Jordan, Syria and all of those countries around there. At that time, the Levant was under the rule of the Byzantine Empire and had many people from the Christian and the Jewish communities living there. When the Prophet ﷺ found out that Sayyidina Abu Talib was going on this journey, he asked Sayyidina Abu Talib, take me with you. And Sayyidina Abu Talib was very reluctant, bringing to mind the advice that Sayyidina Abdul Muttalib had given him about protecting the Prophet ﷺ. But the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, really wanted to go. And Sayyidina Abu Talib reasoned with himself, Surely he will be safer if he's with me 
than if I leave him alone in the city of Mecca. And so Sayyidina Abu Talib gave his permission and took the Prophet ﷺ with him on the journey. As people across Mecca got ready to join the caravan to the Levant, the Prophet ﷺ was the youngest of all of the travellers. And so he was given the duty of looking after all of the animals that they were taking with them. You see, travelling from Mecca to the Levant would take somebody around two months. And the long journey across the desert meant that you would take your food and your water with you on that journey. Every year, when it was summer in Mecca, the Quraysh would gather together all of the things that they had to sell and they would travel north to the Levant, where it was a little bit cooler, to trade with the Byzantine and the Persian empires. And every year, they would travel the same paths to get to the Levant. Along the way, they would pass a cave in which lived a monk called Buhaira. Buhaira was a Christian monk, a man who had dedicated his life to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after spending many years studying the revelations that had been sent to Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam, the Prophet Jesus, peace and blessings be upon him, Buhaira had come to realize that the time of the final Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, that Sayyidina Isa had told his followers about was close. In the books of the Christian tradition, Buhaira had found mention of a wondrous tree, a tree that sat on the path between Mecca and the Levant, a tree that was so special that the only person that would sit underneath it was the final prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. You've been listening to a preview of a subscription-only episode. If you'd like to hear the rest of it and all of the other amazing episodes that are subscription only, click on the link below and subscribe today.